It's the ERP Confab. I'm David Essex, industry editor at TechTarget's ERP site. For decades, product design and engineering have undergone their own digital transformation, evolving from manual drafting on paper to the 2D computer-aided design software on mainframes and mini-computers of the 60s and 70s, to running on high-powered PCs with the graphics power for 3D and, more recently, delivered in the cloud. Nowadays, CAD, 3D modeling, and product lifecycle management tools are driving the digital transformation of manufacturing. Few people have played a bigger role in this trend toward democratizing computer-aided design than John Hirschstick. In 1993, the MIT grad founded SolidWorks, which made an early solid modeling CAD system that ran on Windows, now sold by Dassault System, which claims the product is used by more than 2 million engineers and designers. He later founded Onshape, touted as the first cloud-native software-as-a-service CAD and product data management platform. Today, Hirschstick is chief evangelist at PTC, a maker of CAD and PLM software that acquired Onshape in 2019. We spoke at PTC's annual LiveWorks conference in Boston. John, it seems like there's been more reluctance among manufacturers compared to other vertical industries uh, that I cover, like let's say services or maybe financials, to move certain systems to any type of cloud, I think especially software as a service. How much progress has been made in recent years in that regard, specifically for CAD and, and maybe PLM? Uh, well, today, manufacturers are in many cases seeking out cloud-native solutions mm -hmm. for CAD and PDM mm -hmm. and PLM. Okay, they're, they're seeking it out. They're saying, this is our strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, I met with customers recently, and that's what they prefer. So in the market as a whole, you're, there's always going to be different types of customers. Mm -hmm. To me, there's been a tipping point, I would say, where the acceptance and even desirability of cloud-native is there. And while there still are companies, of course, that are not there yet, but that's standard in any kind of technology movement. A couple of, of other points I'd want to make is it's not just about putting the application in the cloud, it's about rethinking the power of a cloud-native application versus merely taking the old app and putting it in the cloud. And that's what I think is adding to the sense of excitement by a lot of the companies. Today here at LiveWorks, we heard from uh, Professor Stephen Eppinger of MIT, who consults with some of the leading manufacturers in the world. He says they're all talking about agile process, how they bring that to hardware. And he talked about how cloud-native tools enable that. So companies are turning to the cloud, cloud-native solutions, not just to you know, re-host the old app, but to get new rethought versions of the applications that give them benefits they could never do before, that real business impact. One more thing I'll add is that when you look at the emerging workforce, for them it's going to be odd and strange and reluctant to think about non-cloud. Like installing software, files, folders, they don't, they don't think that way. And so the, the, the world's moving that way in manufacturing, I believe. I did a podcast a few months ago with someone from Plex just recently retired, mm. and he he was really pushing the idea that uh, you could you could do virtual manufacturing with remote capability. Is that something that PTC has considered, or do you have any customers that are looking in that direction? Um, I, I don't know that I'd say anyone's, well, y yes, in, in a sense, it depends what you mean by virtual manufacturing. Certainly customers are doing manufacturing in remote, remote places, right. 
with little or even zero face-to-face contact, which is new. I mean, you see it both when you talk to customers about outsourcing manufacturing to, to large partners. You see it in the explosive growth of online service companies like um, Zometry and Zyki, Z-Y-C-I. MakeLab is another one. I met their CEO here at LiveWorks. They're seeing explosive growth as companies are very confident ordering parts online. Now that may not be for manufacturing finished goods, but even there, people will get whole products manufactured without ever having face-to-face contact. So if that's what you mean by virtual manufacturing, yes, and that's where cloud-native tools are a huge premium for it. I mean, you could do it on paper if you want, but with a cloud-native tool, you get real-time global collaboration. You mentioned the, the enthusiasm you're seeing among manufacturers, yeah. but I, I assume there's still some, even the ones that maybe want to move, they might have some concerns or maybe objections about how to make the move or if they give up something by moving from what they're used to to moving to the cloud. What, what are the yeah. kinds of objections or concerns are sure. you hearing? So again, what I'll say is there's maybe three segments of the market. There's those who prefer cloud, where like they have a mandate to not have any more servers and things in the house. Mm-hmm. Then there are those in the middle who are like, well, what would it mean? And then there's ones who say, no way, never. So one of the reasons is they have um, huge regulatory requirements that today can't be validated. Well, that's increasingly changing, but you know, or they have a requirement for an air gap, you know, with the outside world. Or they, they kind of you know, virtualize everything. Those kinds of customers um, are well served by the on-prem solutions. And they, you know, they, don't, they don't come into my world because we're so, you know, with Onshape, with PTC, of course, PTC has a huge business in the on-prem systems. Mm-hmm. When I say my world, I meant Onshape and Arena. We don't offer the, any on-prem versions, so it's kind of self-selecting. So what they'll say is, hey, we have an absolute requirement to be on-prem. Creo and Winchell do that really well, and so we sell it to, to a lot of customers there. They'll say they're concerned about you know, security or performance or something. It turns out, of course, that security is better in the cloud-native solutions, performance is better in the cloud-native solutions, but you ask what their concerns are, not what the realities right. are. So we're seeing, you know, yeah, I would say those are the concerns. Another okay. concern yeah. is automatic updating. Now, most mm-hmm. people want automatic updating because they like it. Right. It frees them from worrying about upgrades, but some people are concerned about that. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, uh, I can't have anything happen so quickly in upgrading my software. You know, I'm going to need to validate it for a year before it goes into production. Right. Yeah. You mentioned Onshape, which you founded, touted it as, as the first cloud-native computer-aided design and product data management platform. Is that multi-tenant SaaS or can it be single-tenant? It's all multi-tenant SaaS. Okay. But of course, most people who buy Onshape wouldn't be familiar with a term like multi-tenant SaaS. <laughs> right, you know? okay. Yeah, you know they just I mean? get it. They just get yeah, it. Yeah, like they don't they don't know, you know, it's not it's like it's like talking about a virtual memory operating system if you go back that far. Well, today they're all virtual memory. You know, right. no one says, "Oh, is it a virtual is memory operating system?" <laughs> so when you say multi-tenant SaaS, that's a clue to me. People even speak that way. Our little, you know, it's it's a little bit of a term used by people who are not in this in the yeah. in the Right. Cool kids club. Okay. I hate to say that of cloud native because if you talk to someone out of college and you say, um, do you, "Are you interested in multi-tenant SaaS?" So yes, the answer is yes. Onshape is multi-tenant SaaS, mm-hmm. but most of our customers wouldn't know that term if you told it to them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does Onshape as a multi-tenant SaaS product 
And I guess you can't maybe compare it to anything directly because there's no on-premises version of Onshape, but how does it, is there a way to describe how it differs from on-premises CAD, like maybe Creo, not Creo Plus, which I know is the new, but Creo or some other CAD like AutoCAD in terms of its capabilities, either good or bad? Oh yeah, well, we believe uh, cloud-native CAD and PDM offered by Onshape, which we're still the only system in our industry that's fully cloud-native, we believe it offers huge benefits for the, the design and manufacturing team mm -hmm. versus on-prem or what I, um, what I call semi-cloud solutions that, you know, of course my competitors will all say they're doing the same thing as Onshape, but they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, by a true cloud-native system, the first benefit is you don't need to worry about hardware. Okay, we run on, you know, you got a Chromebook, we'll run on it. And by the way, if you pull a Chromebook out of your bag right now, I'll run Onshape on it right now. I don't need to set anything up or install anything. It'll just run in a browser, just like Salesforce would. That's one of the first benefits. You don't have to worry about hardware. You don't have to worry about installs. You don't have to worry about upgrades. Um, we don't have offline mode. That's a benefit because if you have offline mode, you don't have a global single source of truth mm -hmm. because you, can't, you don't know if your data is offline. You obviously don't know what's happened to it. With Onshape, we have a global real-time single source of truth. We have global real-time collaboration. We have a PDM system in Onshape that's built in that tracks every single edit activity, not every version once a day or twice a day, every edit activity you can look. We have branching and merging support. In, in only, only, I don't know any on-prem CAD system that's able to do that. Finally, we're able to augment with massive computing power so that our rendering and simulation in Onshape they take advantage of huge cloud processing to give it an interactive feel to the rendering and simulation. In on-prem software, if they do use the cloud, it's like batch jobs in queues like we did with punch cards in the old days, you know, and you're, you're thinking about IT flows and stuff. That's not what it's about. We power it into, into the user's experience. So there's incredible benefits across all those areas of cloud-native solution, and that's why customers are choosing us, I'd roll them all up under the heading of Agile process. Whether customers know it or not, they want to use an Agile process, and that is when these, these capabilities uh, that only cloud-native provide, when those become so important. Since it started cloud-native, multi-tenant SaaS, it's not like you have an issue of converting something that was on-premises, because in my experience, yeah. Uh, and this happens in the ERP world a lot. There can be—I don't want to call it a dumbing down—but you know, there can be a simplification of the ERP and a sort of a, a generic. There can be a, a generic aspect to the SaaS versus what people had, and also yeah. a lack of customization. Yeah. Is there any are any of those issues with Onshape um, that people might have to learn to adapt and adopt that have to do with? standardized business practices, and I know a lot of people want those. So the answer is um, no, we don't have any, with Onshape, we don't have any legacy solution to worry about. We don't have any on-prem version to try and sync up or match mm -hmm. features with. We don't have any offline mode, as I mentioned a moment ago, to try and sync with or something. So we, by making what I think are bold decisions to be purely cloud-native, we um, eliminate a lot of those problems, and in fact, we turn it into an advantage now when it comes to customizations. Our customers tell me that only through a cloud-native approach like Onshape can they deploy confidently, globally, 
the customizations they want to do in Onshape. So, no, we don't have the problems that, that the the other systems would have coming from the on-prem world. So how would they, would those be like extensions or how would those customizations, let's say geographic, like maybe this plant versus that plant, how would they uh, do them? So it depends on the nature of the customization on shape. So one, one uh, customization might be to have, we have this very, um, very powerful way to make custom features, which is another unique CAD aspect we do. Um, they might make a custom feature for a feature they use regularly. Say they have a, um, a fastener they like to use in their products regularly in plastic parts, a, 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 a style fastener. It's not a standard, it's not one particular geometry, it's a family of shapes. They could write a, a geometric feature to insert those fasteners in a very intelligent way. That can then be deployed across all of their users in the company globally mm -hmm. and version controlled and it automatically works when upgrades occur. So that's incredibly powerful. That's a geometric feature. Another example of a customization would be a drawing template or a custom workflow for PDM. Those, again, can be established in one, one time and propagate to all users um, worldwide. Because there's no software installed, there's no installations to manage, it's, we're all using the same master instance, so a lot of the problems just fall away of customization uh, propagation. I know that in, in other fields, like I think it happens in PLM related field, obviously, but also ERP, um, CRM, that multi-tenant SaaS allows delivery of, and, and the capability of, because of the processing power, I guess, of doing things like AI that might be hard to do, would have been hard to do if everything stayed on premises. Are there features like that that you've recently added to Onshape or maybe are coming that you feel are like especially leading edge and especially that are enabled maybe by being in the cloud? Yeah. So absolutely, I think we have a number of things in Onshape that take advantage of, of how, of the cloud native architecture to deliver a lot of compute in ways that are really valuable and unique. And they range from small things to larger things. I mentioned earlier that we can power our rendering, photorealistic rendering. Um, in the on-prem world, that you need a special computer, it's gonna eat up that computer, you won't be able to use it for anything else. In Onshape, we use cloud compute to provide interactive rendering. Some other people use cloud compute. I, I said this earlier, but I'll say it again. Some other use, it's possible to use cloud compute, but if you use it as batch jobs, that's not interesting to me. That's like the old days of mainframes and card decks. We're using it to stream provide interactive rendering, for example. Simulation is another. CAM, our CAM solution for Onshape is not released yet, but we're showing it here at, at um, Liveworks to um, our attendees here. And that uses cloud compute power to do things no one has ever done before. The CAM tool paths can be branched and merged and PDM managed because we have our cloud native PDM. They can be computed in parallel, someday we can offer massive parallel compute. What we're really excited about, though, is looking to more intense applications like generative design powered by um, cloud compute, and then going on to AI applications, which I wish I could tell you what they'll be. We have some ideas, but we're excited as anyone. When the age of AI comes to CAD and PDM, it's gonna be impossible to do it without a cloud-native solution in a good way, because you need to have a lot of computing power, and you need to have a lot of data. Uh, you know, not, not a lot of data as in one user, but a lot of data on what users do and their behaviors. Only cloud-native solutions will really be able to capitalize on that, I believe. 
as you're seeing with ChatGBT, you don't see any installed version of that, and there's a reason, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Right? At least as far as I know. Right, that's my understanding too, yeah. yeah. Maybe going back to Onshape, I got a press release. I think this is a new announcement here at LiveWorks about Creo Plus. Yes. Which is multi-tenant, maybe first multi-tenant version of uh, Creo? It's, it's the first SaaS version of Creo okay. that is, um, has a lot, yeah. Absolutely. Is, is multi-tenant SaaS? Um, I guess, yeah, I would call it multi-tenant. Okay. I mean, there's no... There's Nobody no, cares about that. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, but no, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, multi-tenant in that there's, there's, no, um, there's no... We don't... I would define it as we don't provision a new server or something when we, right. someone buys Creo Plus. Okay. Uses yeah. Atlas and saw multi-tenant, yeah. Yeah, okay. So given that, how are you positioning then Onshape versus Creo Plus in terms of... Because superficially, they sound like they might be similar products, or you know, their their main selling point is similar. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think that what we've seen in the mar I would turn to the market. You know, because one thing what we say is well, how the market responds. I think that for most customers, it's very clear the choice they're making, um, it, uh, whether they're they're going to be more interested in Onshape than Creo Plus. A lot of times, they only even aware of one or the other, considering it. It depends what's most important to the customer. You know that both products are now, uh, we have a cloud native and Creo Plus has great cloud value enhancements. Both products are fairly powerful. You know, like it's not like one is low end, but Creo is more powerful, handles more complex use cases, higher range of functionality. If that's top of mind for you, that's gonna lead you to Creo. Um, Onshape, while Creo's added a lot of great value from being cloud, you know, with the, the, the SaaS version of Creo and Creo Plus has a lot of great value. If you're, it's not, if, if cloud native, cloud native platform is your number one priority, you're going to find more in Onshape for you. Mm -hmm. more, more cloud value add in Onshape. And so it depends what's top of mind. If you're looking for an agile product development process, you're probably leaning toward Onshape. If you're looking to a digital thread across the enterprise, Max complexity, you know, composites are now in Creo 10, fit with Windchill, ThingWorks, Euphoria, CodeBeamer. That's going to lead you more to, uh, to Creo. So, yeah, products both have a lot of great things in common, but also have different points of emphasis. And the market's responding really well, you know, to, to those, which makes us both, we're super happy with the performance of of both um, products in their growth rates and things relative to the market. I think in our few uh, remaining minutes here, it might be good to talk about just sort of the, the grander vision. Like where do you see with, with cloud native uh, CAD and PDM, and I think there's a probably a cloud native version of PLM that... Um, Windchill Plus. Yeah, Windchill yeah. Plus. Um, so, where's this all, where's, and I know it's maybe, it's not the soup to nuts necessarily of the whole process, but in theory it is with ThingWorks and all the, all the other connections. Yeah. Excuse me, and Arena, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, That's I okay. kind of thought you saw you going toward. So Arena is the, is the market leading cloud native mm -hmm. PLM, mm -hmm. you know, by a mile. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're, they're doing great today. And Windchill Plus is going to be a great benefit too. Again, catering to different parts of the market. So where's it all going? Well, I'll tell you, I've been building CAD and PDM systems for over 40 years. This is, what I, this is my life's work. And I think that today we're on a, and I, I don't think we're anywhere near done with what we do. And I measure our progress based on the value we add to the users in their product development manufacturing process. 
And I think that cloud native solutions and SaaS solutions and the power of what we can bring with cloud to improve these products is going to make a major impact on design and manufacturing. And that's just begun. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, to me the future is, is it the only thing we're doing to help them? No, but it is a profound improvement for the life of the product developer or manufacturer because of the, the benefits that we have now and the ones that we're going to continue to add. What would some of that look like though? Like, for example, if the generative AI, you put that in place, maybe, I don't know how long it'll take to develop, yeah. where there's a lot of assistance, I guess, coming uh, in, uh, just like with writing, like in my business. Yeah. Um, how might design and product management, product data management and those pieces, uh, how would, might they be qualitatively different? It sounds like maybe they could be faster and better in some ways, but how might they change, do you think? Might they change? Well, I mean, I, I think there's probably, I'll give you three, three, the three A's of the future that I think are going to have a huge impact. Um, and we've touched on two of them already. One is agile, agile process which is already the standard for the way software is built. If you go to a software team, you mention Agile's process, they'll nod ahead and say, that's how we do it, mm -hmm. okay? It's a different way to run a process, and it's taken over the software industry. That's gonna start happening in hardware more and more. It is happening. We had customers talking here, Ocado um, is talking about it, and many other customers. Um, so that the Agile process coming to hardware is gonna improve speed, innovation, it's going to make companies more easily ready to respond to change. And guess what? Change happens every day now for our product developers. You know that, I'm sure, mm -hmm. and manufacturers. The world around them is changing, even if they don't want to. So the first thing is agile process. The second thing is augmenting what the engineer does. And this is, I think, what you're alluding to with AI. So CAD and PDM have traditionally been the user says what they want to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, the user tells them what the user's design is, and it's recorded or modeled in the system. With, with the powerful tools coming along, generative AI tools, we'll see increasingly augmentation of the engineer's skills. So they can say, what do you think would be the best way to lightweight this part? That's a generative thing. They may say, to give you another example, it might be possible in the future to say, can you, to the CAD system, can you give me some suggestions for how to make the styling of this part look better? And it might give you five options. So instead of a painstaking industrial design activity to smooth out curvature and surfaces and things, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, to get the car body right, so to speak. Okay, maybe not for car bodies, maybe, but for everyday consumer products. Maybe some of the aesthetics can be automated. The designer's still in charge. We may also end up with recommendations on sustainability, where you say, how can I make this product greener? And it'll come back with ideas. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see that. So first A was Agile, the second A is Augmented. I consider that augmenting through AI, not replacing the engineer. Mm -hmm. Third thing, of course, is additive. Additive manufacturing, I have a feeling knowledge on additive manufacturing should be like a bag of potato chips. It should have an expiration date of year, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because a year from now, it all changes. If you come to our booth, we have form labs in our booth. They are adding new equipment to their line of 3D printers, part removal, new materials, exciting new materials that they're coming out with all the time. Um, they have a heat-resistant material. They have a, I didn't know this, they can do laser sintering with nylon particle embed. 
MarkForge coming out with new materials. We're seeing 3D additive change every year. What I'm seeing in customers is additive becomes not just a different way to make a part, but becomes a tool of agile process itself that companies can can be faster to respond to change because they're able to use additive. Mm -hmm. Whether it's end user parts, fixture and tooling, prototypes, internal equipment that they need to deliver. Um, oh, so, so agile, augmented, and additive. Three A's, I think, for the future. It's really exciting for me to see our industry still has so much new, so many new things coming along. Well, John, uh, thanks for joining the podcast and thanks for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah.